0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Scrubbed In. Now before we move on, with the huge disruption to medical school teaching and exams, online platforms have become vital to continue our development. This episode has been sponsored by a superb exam bank, Quezmed. They're an online exam bank with over 3,800 questions, 10,000 flashcards and a full online book of medical notes. The platform is friendly, it's clear and it's high in quality. The testimonials are pretty impressive too. We've got students with distinctions, students that have rescued their years and just in general smashing it. Sign up using scrubbedin25 for 25% off on quezmed.com. Now let's return to the show.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another weekly episode of the Scrubbed In podcast. Season two, you already know we've got another amazing guest. Today we have with us Sammy, Dr. Sammy Dust, who is a very, very special and close friend of ours. Um, and he's currently working as an academic F1 in London. Um, so thank you for coming on to the show. Introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself.
2: Well, um, hi guys. First of all, um, I would just like to thank you two for inviting me onto your podcast. Um, I've been an avid follower from the beginning and I've been keeping up to date. Uh, So currently I'm an FI1. I work in St. Thomas' Hospital, um, which is a hospital just opposite Parliament. It's where we were as medical students. Um, I think for the listeners that don't know, we all went to medical school together. Mm -hmm. Um, And currently I'm in my second rotation there. Um, in terms of what it's like to be a doctor so far, I think just starting work, getting into the working life as a doctor, it's been really amazing. I think it's been beyond what my expectations were. I've been enjoying it very much. Mm. And I went in with the mindset that um, I'm there to learn, that I'm not a f- mm. fully fledged doctor yet. Mm. I'm a doctor on my journey to becoming, well, as a doctor, you're always a student. Mm. As in, mm. I'm at the beginning of that journey. and. I think going in with that mindset has
1: really eased me into mm. my. And I think the beauty with that is is, for people that know you, you're super smart,
0: <laughs>
1: but you always had this learning mentality, mm. and we'll come on to learning and education a bit
0: later mm. on. Um, on on the point of you said, what was your expectation of starting work? You said I think it's better than what you expected.
2: Yeah, I. Th- I thought maybe from, from what I saw when I was a student, I thought maybe working as a doctor, I saw a lot of people that were, that were stressed. So, mm. and they would not mention the good aspects. I think as human beings, we like, what sells mm. is the negative things. Even on the news, we see, yeah. it's not a story of someone helps someone, it's X, Y, Z done this crime and that will sell. Yeah. And I think it translates in our, day, in our day-to-day life as well. Bad news or things that are out of the norm are more interesting to talk about. So everyone would like to talk about the thing that went wrong at work, but no one likes to say, oh today I felt really good when I helped this patient, Mm -hmm. or I saw this patient that was in a lot of distress, and it felt really nice for me to be there as a doctor for them, or Mm -hmm. I saw a really interesting case, and then I thought, okay, let me take a step back, and I worked through it. So I think when I went, what I thought F1 was gonna be like, or being a doctor was like, you go in, you get presented with problems, it's stressful, you solve the problems, you kind of move on, but there have been many times where literally I've been walking down the hospital corridor mm. and I can't help but have a massive smile on my face and mm. I've been like really thankful that I'm a doctor in those moments because I've just maybe come back from a see- seeing a patient who was really, mm. Mm. really upset and well mm. and I've played my part in the team to make them feel better mm. and I think those moments like I really cherish, like yeah. those moments really, really make think you feel special it's really
1: important to do that and it's important what you mentioned is naturally as humans we always remember the bad things Mm -hmm. we always remember the deaths remember the ones where we didn't do that bit we kind of miss a diagnosis per se but at the same time there are a lot of doctors who came became doctors for the sake of becoming a doctor Mm -hmm. maybe title maybe status Mm -hmm. whatever and they don't really enjoy it or it just becomes a job for them and i feel once you start thinking you know what i'm here to work to earn Mm -hmm. money that's when you are not doing your best, that's when, you know, mistakes are about to happen and whatnot. Mm. So, you know, it's reassuring to hear that you enjoy being a doctor, regardless mm. of how, let's be honest, some days are crap, yeah, the rotors are of rough. Of course,
2: of course. I mean, there are days like you come home yeah. and you're absolutely shattered. Yeah. I never thought in my life I would come home and I would... S- like you knew me in medical school. Yeah. I was hyper twenty four seven. Yeah. Like oh, sure like there are that. In, in in the first month of F1, honest to God, I would come home <laughs> at five o'clock and then uh, I would like I've never had a nap in my life. I would nap <laughs> yeah, from seventeen. I'll wake up feeling groggy, it's like what the hell is going on? Like what is this? Why do I feel so <laughs> tired? But I think it takes a bit of time to get adjusting to it. Yeah. So it is hard work. I'm not saying it's not hard work. Yeah. Right? But what I'm saying is, it's the mentality you have when you go into For sure,
1: it. No, I definitely agree. So We've kind of skipped a bit. We know how it is as an F one, and you enjoy it. So, how was it before this? Um, I know your background is quite, if not rougher than ours. A bit of insight, if you want to share, in yeah. terms of your background and how you ended up in some medicine. Yeah, of course. I mean,
2: um, all of us have a diff have a different story, and I'm particularly p- proud of my story, as I'm proud of your story mm-hmm. and Am's story and our other friends, and. I think just as you two, it's a great example for people that are at the at the younger stages of life to see where they can be. If you told me when I, well, so uh, just to give you guys a yeah. bit of a background, so um, we came here as refugees when I was seven years old mm. and my father came a year or two before us and the reason why we moved from Afghanistan was because there was a civil war there and I remember when I was five, six years old, our our house got bombed in the middle of the night and I remember we had to grab whatever we could and my father had my two little sisters under each arm, and he was running. Mm. And my mother uh, was had grabbed a few things. And my older brother and sister could run. I mm. could run, mm. um, and my younger brother could run as well. And the thing is, it wasn't just us; it was everyone in that area. And can you can you imagine as a kid like what it feels like? To me, it feels normal because I. I can't mm. even imagine that. Yeah, right. but like what you you're saying is, like kind of to me, fabric, it was a yeah. part of life then. But mm. now, when I reflect back on it, yeah. it's not a normal thing that happens mm-hmm. in the West or yeah. um, how much trauma you can experience. But I think I don't want to dwell on the negative things it has because, personally, if I'm being really mm. honest, I can't see any negative effects it's had on me. I th- can think only of the positive things gives you resilience, gives you focus, gives you perspective about other things that go on in life. So, long story short, we moved to the UK, and I remember when I first came, it was really funny, because the only English words I (laughs) knew was yes and no, and I I genuinely had to deal with that. And the thing is, you know, it's very difficult, because bullying is like, it's it's a massive issue, and thankfully I never experienced that, but it's very easy to see why someone that would be in that situation would find school very difficult yeah for mm-hmm. sure so I was lucky that I was good at football and if mm-hmm. you're good at a certain sport you can kind of you
1: get a free pe- pass to a certain yeah, degree you, isn't people it people like you
2: a bit yeah. more so it took me probably a few a Few good years, I would say, for me to get a good grasp of the English language and just learning it from scratch. I this learning from s- coming in with yes and no. And when I say yes and no, my dad taught me that before I went to school that day. Mm.
1: <laughs> okay, like that's how
2: <laughs> that's what I mean. Mm. Um, and I just remember from those days, we used to get, we used to get the milk in the mornings, mm. um, and then we used to like just go to school. I never used to understand what the teacher was saying, it was mm. just fun. You go have lunch, play mm. football, come home, watch some TV, but you pick things up because as a mm-hmm. child, you're a sponge, yeah. Um, then I went to secondary school. I mean, I wasn't always very, I wouldn't say I was always like the highest scoring student in the class, but I always had a mindset of that's what I wanted to do, and that's what I wanted to be, and I had a lot of fun in secondary school, I, I would say. I never got into anything, I mean, mm-hmm. up to anything mischievous, mm-hmm. but you know, you're normal in fun. Yeah. Fun. like you yeah, you just have fun. I really enjoyed it. And then I think when it got to year 10, I went to a parent's evening, yeah. and my dad, <laughs> he comes from a military background, so oh, he's okay. like a very disciplined, stern <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah. And like, my father wouldn't, like, he can tell you a thousand words by just giving you one glance. Uh-huh. So we went for a parents' evening, and then my French teacher, who was my form teacher, she said, okay, like, he's really good, he can do really well, but he gets distracted easily. Um, he has a lot of friends that <laughs> might not be good for him. And, mm. and I remember she 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 said something, she said, the, the friends that you have now as in, in primary school, you're probably not gonna be friends with." All of them, if bar from some, in ten years' time. Sure. Um, and then I think that was the that was my wake up call moment. So when we were driving home, my dad told me he said, "If you really want to make something of yourself in the future, and for someone from our background where we're not from a wealthy family, we're mm. not from established yeah. family where we're in all educational fields, and it's easy for us to find those opportunities," he said, "to be to to do well in life, either you need to be from a wealthy family or you need to." go get an education Mm. the first option wasn't an option for us and I think I really put my mind down from that stage of my life where I thought okay if I really want to apply to medicine if I really want to do this I did have my doubts Mm. that Mm. I said me a doctor mm, Mm. like I'm not good enough Um, that I need to start working now so I started working hard in my GCSE years. um, It must have
0: been a very steep learning curve considering.
2: uh, It it was it was but (sighs) Thankfully, I think I was always, um, I was always okay with classwork, as in I I found it, I just needed to sit down Mm -hmm. and work. And the thing is that I didn't have any help. My father was at work, Mm -hmm. and I think when you get past a certain educational stage or level, our parents, they're not able to help. They just, I yeah. mean, mm. for example, our, my father could not help me with, I don't know, analyzing of mice and men mm. and yeah. knowing well, exactly. what, yeah, what, these, <laughs> what the author's trying to convey exactly. in these different paragraphs and what mm. the underlying themes are. It's just, he could help me with maths, but not yeah. with those subjects. Yeah, yeah. uh, so it's more you have to take it on yourself and I find it really enjoyable. I mean,
1: it's a bit. Did you, so, Obviously, you you know you were in Afghanistan and all these atrocious things happened to you and you were still a child and you didn't mm. really register it. But as you grew older, did you understand, not the predicament, but in the situation you and your family were in terms of prosperity, in terms of not yeah. having money at home? Of course, of course. Did that have an influence in terms of you, you know, and we mentioned this multiple times mm. is for our parents, the most important thing for us wasn't to become a businessman. It wasn't none of that. It was mm. to get a safe highly paid educated job were you conscious of that like you know this is something i need to kind of bring my family up
2: um yes i was so i mean like like god bless my mother and father they they always instilled a mindset that education is the key and that education is your, as Muhammad Ali says, your passport to the future is your education. Mm. So I knew that the amount of trouble my mother and father went and uh, how lucky we were to get out of Afghanistan, because I'm sure there are mm. millions of kids that have maybe lost their lives in wars across the mm. century that were probably or are where, yeah. by certainty brighter than us, mm. the Einstein minds, of mm. that era, but they never had the opportunity, they never had the time to go mm. to school, to university, to unleash all of that potential. So we're really lucky to be in this situation. And coming back to a question, I think that really took my focus and just put it on something specific where that was that you really need to do well. Because it's a very, I mean, in the UK, we know that mm. your GCSEs and your A-levels, as unfair as it's, it's, it is, it's a very critical part of your life. It because if you do 100%. well in those, Four years, you'll do well for the rest of your life. And even if you're talented, you mess up in those four years. It's very difficult to regain that momentum. You c- you can do it, but it's just very difficult to do it.
0: Did you want to be a doctor from secondary school? Then did you know you wanted to be a doctor back then?
2: I f- yes, I think it's very cliche. I re- I re- I remember when, so my my mother was ill when I was about six years old. And my father had just left Afghanistan at that time. So it was obviously very a very emotional time. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mother had some sort of a spot on her hand or something. Mm. And I remember I had a little piggy bank and I went and I took all the money out yeah. of that, which, which I'd been saving for ages. And yeah. I went across the road. In, Af- in Afghanistan, you could go to the pharmacy as a kid, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then I got like a, probably one of these normal creams. Yeah. So I got this cream and I like bought it for my mom. And yeah. then, like, because it was a highly emotional time, I think my mother started crying yeah. because she was like, oh, mm. like, she, obviously she, she yeah. missed my so, father. It was yeah. a very yeah. unpredictable so highly, situation. Yeah. Mm. And my grandfather was there and he started crying. And mm. it's because I told my mom, I was like, why am I keeping this money for, like, for what day? It's like mm. the day yeah. that we need it. And that's. Yeah. Dad today. So coming back onto that, I've I've never wanted to do anything else. Not that I've always wanted yeah. to say I want to be a doctor, but I've never even when I applied to medicine, I didn't have a backup plan, I didn't mm-hmm. want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um and I always from year ten, year eleven, year nine onwards, I know my father always used to say, Oh, medicine, and I always used to think about it as well. I was like, Okay, like that'll be really good if it happens. But mm-hmm. I think the more you started believing in yourself and I really started to believe in myself. I think, in year 13, and when yeah. I came into university, yeah. I really thought about, what well, I, unders- I understood the importance of having that self-belief. So mm-hmm. did I always want to be a doctor? Maybe um, subconsciously, I would yeah. say.
0: I'd say it's a testament to your character because I think you're super, super determined. Yeah. So when you set your mind on it, there is no plan B, plan C. You're mm. gonna get plan A, mm. which is I think it's a very, it's a very, um, it's a trait that's shared amongst a lot of the successful people <laughs> um, in our era. So no, 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 really, that that is an awesome yeah. trait to have, mm-hmm. which is quite cool because not everyone actually knows they want to be a doctor mm. back then. But clearly, you set your mind on it, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Mm.
1: And so that kind of is a, a prelim to you kind of getting into medical school. Yeah. Um, medical, as I imagine, was fun for you. You're oh. like a fun-loving guy. Yeah, um, but what I wanted to talk about was, so me and I was probably talked about it, but one of the best years of our medical school was our first clinical rotation, which was in Margate. <laughs> yeah. So I for mean, the people that followed us, yeah, Sammy yeah. is one of the, the culprits. <laughs> He's a culprit, there's no other way to say it. So we were in Margate, so it was me and Sammy, um, Bersir who we'll bring on and two of our mates called Tanz and Hisham I'm just going to hot you man up um, Everyone knows our side of Margaret. Yeah, yeah. What was it for you? You are next door to us You're yeah, oh, door. Two doors I really. think <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I mean first of all I think Margaret, hand on heart was uh, the <laughs> best time of medical school mm. As in like you know the funny thing is even now when I'm talking to, to some of my F1 colleagues When they talk about peripheral rotations where we went Yeah Every time I mentioned have after say I was like, "Oh, like I had the most amazing time on Margot." Somehow, luckily, I got put into a flat with six of my friends. Yeah. First rotation. Um, I think I think we grew quite close in Margot because you sure. we were you mm. were in the year above and you yeah. had done a BSc, BSC and, then and I just came straight from year two, mm. uh, but we knew each other before For, that obviously yeah. and. It was nice as in moving out because mm. that was the first time I'd move out of my house yeah. as well. So. I remember when well. I turned up, I yeah. bought clothes. I never bought any food. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I just gave them bags was. of clothes yeah, so and I, smart I, wear. I came
1: with a bin <laughs> bag of uh, One shirt, one trouser. Yeah. Sammy, no, you came late, isn't it? No, I no, because I, I, I was abroad.
2: I. W- yeah, so I was on holiday in Dubai, Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> and then I came like a week late, and then I, r- I remember the I came because we couldn't get the key that night, yeah. so I had to sleep on uh, in the living cool. room, yeah. but I came with loads of clothes, and then once I got into the flat, I
1: realised, I was like, oh, crap, what am I going to eat for the next week? <laughs> so, Sammy, for people that know Sammy, um, he's very well-dressed, he's impeccable in terms of his character and his dress sense and he came with loads of immaculate <laughs> shoes loads of trousers he came and with
0: like six pairs of shoes yeah he did so each of us came with
1: different things it was a flat of misfits there yeah. was
2: there was one of our friends which i won't mention yeah. he came with a corner shop like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, his room his yeah. room was just packed full of food oh, that, and and it,
0: <laughs> He food. had. Uh,
2: I uh, I tried to buy some stuff of him. <laughs>
0: like, so, yeah. can I buy a box of cereal, please? <laughs> so yeah, market was a time when we just had different characters all pitch up. So we had yeah. you who turned up with just clothes and no food. Yeah. Yeah. Abdul turned up with one shirt, one trousers, and no food. <laughs> yeah. We had one guy who turned up with three weeks worth of food, yeah. chicken yeah. that was in the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then um, we had. Um, Oh. The other guy who was the typical guy who came with a corner shop. We had a rice cooker, <laughs> a barbecue machine, and everything. Yeah, everything. The it's the it. rich kid on the block, yeah,
1: basically. It's, it's <laughs> the, and then we had, I remember that one night. So we used to go to gym. We used to gym with Biank. Oh yeah, yeah, Mark, yeah, you know, yeah. That I remember, ghetto I gym, I'm arms I know, I know. Um But the beauty of market was it was we felt like medical students. Yeah. Um, you kind of got. Involved in taking histories, yeah. examining patients. Mm. Remember that. I
2: mean, uh, uh, I'm going to be really honest with the yeah. listeners. I probably wasn't the best medical student when it comes to attending stuff. I did attend. I mm. I did attend, but but now looking back on it, obviously, I wish I had attended. So
1: more. it goes. Mm. So, and we were talking about this before. It's this debate. It's like medicine or medical school is very flexible. Mm. You can create your own timetable. Yeah. They give us a lot of room. Do you feel that? perhaps not yourself, even <laughs> you included, did it, was it good, or what I mean, the pros and cons? Of? You know I, what I'm trying to say. I if mean, the cons was,
2: looking back on it, I probably, it, it, it was so flexible, I created my own medical degree. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think to a certain degree, I don't like the rigidity of a specific time table going in X, mm. Y, Z times for this many hours at this clinic. I think it's more, if you have, a, be, a flexible setting is the best setting for determined students. True. When you go onto to the wards, there, there have been multiple times, I swear I have not turned up to uni for a week, mm. but then I've gone in on a Sunday yeah, because so. I've had to get stuff done mm. and I've gone in with a specific aim. I've gone to the wards for two, three hours saying, you know what, today I'm going to listen to... All the different types of memos, mm-hmm. and I will listen to those memos, and I'll make sure that I get that stuff done. I go, but I don't like it when I've when I've turned up and I've been I've been to ward where I've just followed the consultant for two yeah, three hours, I haven't learned much. But I think you need some flexibility. You do need some timetable well, because if there if there's a lot of fle- flexibility, I think for the students that are maybe more prone to chilling and not being so determined, you can really fall awesome. through the cracks in medical mm-hmm. school.
1: So I think with you, the key bit you said, and you probably brought, like, went across that as normal, is not turning up on a Monday is fine as long as you're covering certain contracts, doing certain things on a Sunday. As in, so don't get me wrong, that, I was you know always, I, mean? so you I was always in, on top of my work. Because you graduated, right, so yeah, it's not like, yeah. but there are lots of people that don't turn up, don't do anything, yeah. and think they can do it, and you have to understand, it takes a while to understand what well, well, you're in, doing. Uh, yeah,
2: so even when it came to the early years of medicine, I remember, like, you might have not seen me in the lectures, I would have not turned up, but I would guarantee you, I would, a, I would always, I, I knew myself very well. I knew what my capabilities were. I knew when I needed to start work. I, I've i never gone into exam in medical school mm. ever feeling unprepared. Mm. And mm. I could have never done that to myself because I could because I respected medicine enough to give it its due right because mm. it's, a, it's a special type of knowledge and it will go towards saving people's life. And it's very like, I took it with a big responsibility. So for me, that's why I kind of done it my own way um, and I knew that maybe I could chill the whole year, but I was still on top of work. Yeah. So I'd have my fun, but I'd still be on top of work. I knew when I had to start work. Yeah. I knew to do well in this exam. I needed to just start two weeks before I needed to bang. Uh, no, I mean, not two weeks, sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> not, uh, not, I'm not weeks. that smart. I'm not yeah. that smart. But about two months before, and honestly, there have been times, like don't get me wrong, I would revise for a month straight, 16 hours a day.
1: Yeah, so you put the time in. At the end of the day, you put your time in, but you do it on playing. your own terms. Thank you, you so you. it was,
2: I put in the time, the way that I wanted to put and it in. it's fine. Yeah. And as
1: long as, you
0: know, it's, yeah. it's the result and the journey at the yeah. end. I think it's important to have that flexibility and medical yeah. schools should hone that because think about it. Once you graduate, if you're going to sit at the MRCP, MRCS, you're going to work and yeah. you're going to yeah. have to revise. How do you do that? When do you do that? They're going to give you a 95. I mean, that's point.
2: one of the things exactly. that I really miss about medical school. Mm. And even now as a doctor, I think it's the... Le- learning things like exactly the time to learn things like I used to love learning and reading mm. and it never felt like I was revising or it never felt like I was studying it never felt like I was working I would love to like sit down and learn about something and you guys probably know me like mm. I'm a, I'm a bit of a medical nerd when it mm. comes to it like I like to talk about medicine mm. so even if I saw something interesting I would still like talk about it and discuss it and I would get into little like mm. medical arguments you remember probably after yeah, after exams yeah. I'd be there for two hours just, just trying debate. to like debate answers with people well, it's
1: <laughs> The thing about you is you have a healthy relationship with medicine, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: which is important. There are lots of people that have a sour taste in medicine. I understand making a decision to do medicine at 18 is a bit naive yeah. for some people. Maybe our predicaments, our backgrounds were different. But at 18, 19, and medicine or medical school, like you said, does yeah. not give you a true representation of what it feels like to be a doctor. Yeah, yeah And you 100%. end up being a doctor and look of how many people, and it's becoming the trend, a lot of people are leaving or they're stopping yeah, yeah. training officially, taking time out. Um, but having this healthy relationship is nice to see, um, and which kind of brings us on to the next point which is like, you not only got through medical, you landed yourself a academic foundation program yeah. mm. in London, right? Yeah. In a very, like you know prestigious, prestigious hospital. hospitals. Very yeah. prestigious. Um, how was that process? Like, were you daunted? Did you feel like you were up to scratch for it? um And how is that? What you know, I work in Coventry, yeah, a hundred miles from home, right? Yeah. You get to work in the heart of London and you graduated from you know there was a quote she said you used to look across the library to guys yeah, yeah, yeah so talk about that like that's
2: i mean uh, i i remember revising the medical student i think i was in year two and from i, th- I think you guys remember we used to have a really hard neuroanatomy paper Yeah. and st- i mean still that was one of the most beautiful topics i've ever learned in medicine at that point mm. but it was difficult just because you find things enjoyable doesn't mean it's easy by the yeah. way mm. i found medicine very enjoyable but i'm not saying it was very easy it was like a walk mm-hmm. in the park like you said i put in that with so on mm-hmm. and so forth and i used to look across the hospital i mean the library at guys hospital and i used to say oh wow it was been amazing to be an f1 here isn't it or to be a doctor here and it was really i mean it was really um i mean it was a reflective moment because a few weeks ago i put up a post Mm. where i came out of the hospital i was with one of my friends and i looked across and i saw that seat where i used to sit in the library Mm. and i was like wow and i think as we go through life you just you end up believing in yourself more when you see that your hard work pays off hard work pays off i mean Mm. what other recipe is there to success if you ever look back in history People have a dream, Mm. they have a vision, they work hard, they get to it. And the only people that never achieve their dreams are the ones that didn't put the first step down. So, I mean, that was a really nice moment for me. In terms of the Academic Foundation Programme, I mean, I have answers actually thanked for this. I don't think he remembers, (laughs) but I had a really good chat with him when he was, when I was in my third year, I think, and he was in his fourth year, and he told me all about it, and he gave me a really good insight. I asked him a few questions about, like, what should I do to make sure my application is strong? He was like, okay, you need to like do this X, Mm -hmm. Y, Z, try to get a publication here and Mm -hmm. there. And then I looked into it further, and I mean, I'm like a very extroverted character. I, lo- I love being around people, and I love being around people that I get on with and I like. And mm-hmm. one of my main priorities for F one <laughs> uh, was to stay in London, yeah. and <laughs> so I wanted to maximise my chances. And I think through medical school, I, I briefly, I wouldn't say deeply, because I want to be true. I briefly got involved in research mm-hmm. uh, during my BSc year. Uh, during my third year. And this was thanks to one of our good friends, because me and him have done some Mm. projects together with one of the surgeons, Mm. who I'm still in contact with right now because I'm in the same hospital and we're still doing projects together. So Mm -hmm. it just shows like fostering those relationships. Um, And I thought, I was like, okay, I really want to stay in London, fair enough. Uh, I like research and I'm a very competitive person by nature, Com- competition attracts me. When I know something is competitive, it really attracts me, and I knew mm. that Academic Foundation Programme, A, it would look great on your CV, it's a competitive programme, you get that de- dedicated time for research. More importantly, you get to stay in London for two years in yeah. that same hospital. Sure. Um, so I worked through my application form, um, I applied, it was a very rigorous process because you have a interview. Mm. which which is a two-station interview. In the first uh, station, you get an article, you have to critically appraise it in 10 minutes, Mm. and there are two academic consultants in medicine there who grill you Mm. on stats. Then there's another station, where it's the clinical uh, station. They give you a scenario saying you're there for These are the three patients, and the question they ask you when you go in is, what would you do? Then you have to work through everything, and Mm -hmm. then they grill you on X, Y, Z. And I honestly, I knew, my stats knowledge was from year one. When I was in year five, it was zilch. So I actually bought a book, a 300 page stats book. Yeah. And I read that book back to front like three times mm. in three months. Yeah. And I made sure like, I knew stats in and yeah, out. And actually. I used to critically appraise mm. one paper every night for two months mm. from the New England Journal of Medicine. Mm. So again, this just shows like, I don't want people to think like anything comes in easy. Cause I think mm. a lot of people Absolutely. that- might know us and might know me they might think they always might see me like relaxing chilling yeah. having a laugh but wandering around but i i do put in the work and you guys put in the work mm-hmm. and people might not see that 24 yeah. so 7. i think
1: it's good you highlight it because obviously you've always been an extrovert at university you've always been out you know sammy's that type of person if i give him a call at three o'clock in the morning but <laughs> then he's out right You're out. <laughs> that's how you are not going home so even if margate we used to do yeah. like trips to mcdonald's at four. i remember kind of we used morning. to stay
2: up till i mean I'm not so gonna talk about Ams and Abdul. They yeah. were good students, yeah. okay? They were like they were what I s- aspired to be, I think. Yeah. So they would we would stay up till four o'clock. Yeah. I think. Yeah. We'd go to Mackie D's, yeah, come back at five. Yeah. We would sleep. You guys I don't know no, how no, you would I wake up.
0: Know, the difference was yeah. I would drag Abdul oh, and you and Abdul's
2: room was next yeah. to my room, so I remember you knocking. Yeah. And Ams, like yeah, well I still rate you, you like the most disciplined person I know. He used to wake up at nine I was like, wow wow. He used to
1: come back. After doing like a morning. Yeah, morning like breakfast. two o'clock and <laughs> we still be
2: asleep in our rooms, me and <laughs> so, yeah.
0: me and Bassia, so we're so, yeah. oh, opposite oh. rooms. <laughs> <Just>, uh. <laughs> so
1: like they'll be having breakfast, we just walk in like stretching, having done a full day's worth of work. Then we just like stroll up, up take, three so o'clock. So we're doing real work. Um but it's good you mentioned like so a lot of people obviously they see us having fun or they yeah. see you having fun and you know, on campus pretty much all the time. And I think they fail to realise like, do you know what? He's putting that in the hours, he's still grinding and the sad thing, or the the caveat to that, is they themselves start chilling all the time, but they don't yeah. do the follow up, and then uh, they yeah. you know, end up retaking, not true. having to fill, and that is, you know, it's a bit difficult in those situations.
2: I I think it's striking that fine balance between being able to work hard. Um, Knowing your capabilities, having a vision, having an aim, and when I say having a vision, having an aim, I'm not talking about grand things. There's the little things that matter as well. Yeah. So having a weekly, and by the end of this week, I need to do X, Y, Z. By the end of the month, I need to do X, Y, Z. By the end of the third month, I need to have done this. Mm-hmm. And trust me, that's the only way. For me personally, I get things done. I have, I literally know what I have to do this week. So I have a massive mm-hmm. list of things I need to achieve by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Then I have a weekly target for things that I need to get done mm. and I think a lot of people fall into the trap that they see and I think it's very easy for London University to get caught up in that trap, you might see people relaxing 24, s- not 20, f- but the time that you see them looks like 24-7 yeah. to you, but you see them for 5-6 hours a day it, yeah. like who would know, like like let me tell you guys a story, so when I was on, <laughs> this this is very funny but in our first year, you know we, we had the January exams mm. and we used to have these scenarios, like liver failure oh, like yeah, a whole scenario, yeah. I I I I started working for that a month before. What I used to do is I used to come to I used to come to uni at nine o'clock, but I never used to revise on campus because I knew that it would people you get distracted and I get distracted. So I used to go to Guys Hospital. There was a cafe on the seventeenth floor, and it's still there. I used to go there. I used to work from nine till four o'clock. I used to bang it out fully. I used to come down right. I used to come down at five. Yeah, I used to come in at five o'clock and. Chill. I used to, ch- I used to have five to twelve or twelve midnight basically just to chill, and that's the way that you get things done. It's like I used to come have so much fun. We used to stay out yeah. late, have food. I, uh, it's a bit bad, but I used to like be- because I used to get bored. I used to come
0: distract like yeah. other, other people. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> come chill with them. <laughs> but like. that's after having done your work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah try. <laughs> so like, you yeah, try so to f- tempt them to come I with uh, me. So that's <laughs> what it is. Like they
1: see. I think people are very. They want the easy way out at times, and they see oh Sam is doing it or Am just doing it or Twins is doing it. Let me do it, and they fail to realize. Yeah. The stuff that happens behind the i
2: scenes. mean s- someone that's intelligent it's a waste of the intelligence if they don't put in the hours yeah. and it works vice versa you need both you need the hard work regardless if you're intelligent or not because if you're intelligent you don't put in the hours you're not achieving your full potential which is just still a shame mm-hmm. because you've been given that gift mm-hmm. you're not utilizing it if you're someone that might find work a bit more difficult a bit more challenging than you need to put in the hours and if you don't put in the hours then it's still a shame because there's a solution there for you yeah. and you're not utilizing that no, solution
0: exactly. so i think you've, you've emphasized that point basically that you just have to put in the hours if you yeah. want whatever post but you is, have to have fun as well like yeah, i'm a big believer like,
2: in you. in um in like not taking things Taking the right thing seriously, of Mm -hmm. course, but like being easy on yourself, like Mm -hmm. trying to look after yourself and um, and looking at the kind of person that you want to be, because it's so easy to get lost in the competitiveness of medicine. So Mm -hmm. as an I see people, I mean, like people that are in our stages as F1s and F2s. And, like, little things really get to them. And mm-hmm. so, like, I would, like, if if a senior tells them off for making a mistake mm-hmm. or if they see X, Y, Z has written this paper or they've presented in this conference, like, everything comes to people at a good time. Like, you need to, you'll do your own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just need to relax, have fun, spend time with family, friends, have a name.
1: That's fine. And it's that it. kind of nicely brings us to this point of Instagram. Yeah. So, you know I'm going to head mm-hmm. to Instagram. Yeah, of course, of course. So... <laughs> It's it's funny, right? We're, we're we're talking about this. Yeah. So Sammy is also the the doctor behind the friendly doctor. We'll, we'll put the link on the bottom, which I appreciate is. Appreciate it. He um, is the friendly. He is the friendly. <laughs> doctor. The well, friendly it depends doctor. on who you are.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
1: so he. So tell us a bit about the Instagram page. You yeah. probably know about oh. better. What's the aim? What do you want to do with it? So
2: so this is really funny. So when I first thought about creating an Instagram page. <laughs> You know how i used to like dressing nights nice. i mm-hmm. thought maybe i'd do one on fashion yeah. that really flopped by the way <laughs> <laughs> i mean, you don't even know about oh, it that's okay. how badly it flopped oh. yeah. <laughs> but it's deleted it's okay, gone. Uh, then i went on my electives i was in china mm. um and i was in the back of the taxi with one of our good friends osman mm. as in this guy is uh, this guy's like he's amazing he's yeah. like a genius in his own field write, he's like a yeah. creative guy get yeah. things done if you yeah. need things done he's he, he is the match. man yeah. uh and i look up to him and i respect him a lot and we were in the back of the cab in china this was pre-crona by the way yeah. uh we were just there <laughs> and we were just writing and then i was thinking i was like oh i really want to make an instagram page hmm. and then we were talking about what things that we could do and i got involved in quite a lot of teaching during medical school As in, i i i love to teach and the reason why i love to teach apart from helping the younger generation is because when you teach you're the person that learns the most Mm. and i love that learning aspect so for me it feeds both both streams to say um and then we thought about okay i was like okay since i like medical education let me make a instagram page that's centered around that uh and then we were thinking about a name and then so the name the f- the friendly doctor name comes from the fact that my surname is dos which means friend <laughs> in several languages oh, I didn't yeah, know that. yeah. Okay. so and this is uh credit goes to us uh, to us on this because we both worked on this together in the back yeah. of the cab and from one journey from the airport to the actual f- to the actual block of flats we were living yeah. about 40 minutes journey we came up with the name mm. we came up with a kind of aim behind the page and we actually made the instagram page there. in the taxi and then we t- then i kind of left it until a month or two later when i got back from my electives
1: so i think so you're being humble and modest so tell us about the growth so mm. you have you know how many followers how many thousands mm. of followers stories what are some of the content you're putting out and mm. the response from the community yeah so
2: um i think so i started about seven no about eight months ago i think mm-hmm. um and i remember an advice one of my really our really close friends. Mm. Bessier gave me at the beginning when I started it because I spoke to him. He was just his advice was be consistent, and I think I really took that on board. Um, and I started to post. So uh, the post would mainly well the post still they consist of uh, maybe a diagram about something medical, mm-hmm. uh, so a short medical. Uh, topic like I don't know the diagnosis of a PE mm-hmm. or what a PE is mm-hmm. and then it would be another image challenge so i would post mm-hmm. an image of a clinical sign and then under it I would just h- write a bit of text about what it is and what it shows and then the third bit which I've kind of come up with is like inspirational quotes yeah. mm-hmm. and these inspirational quotes I mean it might seem cheesy and to be able to and mm-hmm. you know, some of them are probably cheesy <laughs> but some of them are um, are really like impactful mm-hmm. and I think, you know when you read little things, they can't really have an effect on yeah. you. And I think I put that up there. And it, this is all for the students. You know when you revise, you feel really bad about going on social media. I, I used to feel yeah. rubbish. I used to have this um, app on my computer called, I think it's called Cold Turkey. It yeah. blocks off like your internet for like eight hours. You can't get around it. Yeah. I used to download that and I used to like do crazy things just to make sure I don't go on YouTube. I used to revise for an hour, then I used to watch like weird stuff, like yeah, Sodium right. fighter jets on yeah. YouTube for like an it's hour. It's things, isn't it? Yeah. Like weird <laughs> things you watch at yeah. two, three a.m. YouTube mm-hmm. is there. So, it was a way of saying okay if you're gonna spend time on Instagram you can just scroll through yeah mm. and you can cover probably th- now because I have about probably a hundred and
1: no, you have, I checked it so the stats how are, many posts you are have there? A, 212 or 13 212
2: posts. posts so that's even mm. if half of those are medical that's 120 topics that you can just scroll think, through so and they all vary through,
1: so yeah, yeah, yeah. so you now have more than 15,000 followers right mm. and you are you have carved yourself a niche Mm. And I don't think there are lots of people, if any, doing what you're doing. You mm. give very mm. engaging, very thoughtful educational stuff. Mm. And you know when you're kind of doing well, it's benefiting people when I'm hearing, I know you, obviously, mm. yeah. personally. When I'm hearing other people, it's like, oh, do you know what? I'm really glad I saw Sammy's Insta post that came up in the yeah. exam. Or mm. other guys say like, oh, even myself, quite a I, few people At night shift, yeah. this is when I go to your page. When I'm doing nights and I have you know, a bit of quiet time, I quickly go through it and I learn stuff. So a lot of people are genuinely benefiting. And what I wanna raise is we as medics have responsibility to kind of change or find better conducive ways of learning and teaching and rather than the old archaic Mm -hmm. thing of lectures and tutorials which don't work. And the time when I'm hearing down the corridors, I come back to Kings every so often, not as much, and people are like, check this page out, I'm learning a lot. That is a credit and testament. And Mm. and I think you probably get the engagement yourself from these people.
2: I think I, I feed really well from that engagement and that positivity, as you guys know, Mm. so I put up a daily image challenge, Mm. uh, or I put up an ECG extra or something, and then I give them a quick history at the top, and I say, what's the diagnosis? And people send a message Mm. through, and I get probably hundreds of messages a day, but I reply to all of them Mm -hmm. on there, and I explain things to them if they don't understand it and like you're right i have got those messages or people that i've seen in real life they've Mm -hmm. said oh like it's really useful or this thing came up on the exam and it like those moments are when i'm like probably got a big smile on my face Mm -hmm. because it's really really nice as when someone teaches you something and then it's useful and you use it in a particular Mm -hmm. situation it really stays with you and personally i think it's more of that like you said we need to think of newer ways to to broaden or push the field of medical ed mm. of med ed forward and social media i think is is yeah, the next era and there is, wasn't really is, a link between social media uh, and very concise education or medical education pages for medical students yeah. there are medical pages yeah but That's but every post i make by the way is aimed as either questions i had as a medical student or things yeah. that i wanted yeah. to know as a medical so student your one is pure medical, medical edu- education there yeah. are
1: medical pages but it's more a revision aid or it, it digresses so it's about the, the hard so the hard bit you've done and you've disciplined yourself is you've kept despite having a really increasing following which is increasing day by day you have stuck to your guns and you've stuck to this is what I cover I am NOT all of a sudden doing X Y and Z now and mm. diluting the friendly doctor medical education page so mm. I don't know what the plans are for you in the future but mm. you've built and called yourself a nice niche and mm. it's nice thing that grow and I know mm. when I recommend that what students are gonna see and they know what to expect in the next five, ten weeks coming. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's not of course suddenly changing to a fashion. No, situation. no, I mean no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: that's in the past. Yeah. Uh, but I mean in ter- it's so easy I think just to sometimes be sidetracked in terms of thinking, uh, now that I've got followers to the X, Y, Z but then again, I think the people that have do well in life and everything is you need to find what you what, what you're good at. Like for example, I'm I'm rubbish at design but like one of our friends, he's like the go to Photoshop yeah, guy, design guy. Yeah. as in he's amazing at that. If he tries his hand at medical education he probably won't do well. If I try my hand at Photoshop, I know I won't yeah. do well. Mm. And everyone has a special set of skills. Of course, for sure. And I think the downfall that people fall for or that people can come across is like, I think we like to compare other people's talents to our normal, average, day to day abilities. Yeah. No, nope, like that's them comparing your talents to their talents. Yeah,
1: and I agree. And it's a good thing. And, I think you mentioned it before about some F1s and F2s being a bit hurt. I think yeah. we're so competitive. We're Very competitive. Creme de la creme of society, to a certain degree, high achievers and. It's only not natural, but we're so used to comparing ourselves to everyone else, right? Yeah, of course, in of medical course. you wouldn't believe that guys create <laughs> spreadsheets. Yeah? Guys creating spreadsheets with people's IDs and their photos and their little bio um, yeah, and who's um, writing what. That's so how you're the yeah. really. Yeah, oh, nice. so, yeah. Yeah. So,
2: no, but things like this, I, I dunno, it would just yeah. stress you out. Yeah. What is the need? As in, I swear to God, I never cared about anyone else's exam results. You know when I got my yeah. exam results results, the only time I would feel bad yeah. and this is me being honest, is when I looked at the results and I said is this my full potential did i did i work Mm. to my full potential this is the result i've never cared about someone getting higher or lower than me i've cared Mm. about me getting the best that i could get and i'm content yeah
0: you see in this country though the way medicine is taught you're pitched against each other the system i know i know we are we are i mean
2: even i am like i'll be very honest but let's be honest we can't let it get to you
0: the the way you do better than your peer is either you do better than them i.e you study more put in more hours Mm. or your peer does worse than you so you can imagine. You, you, that's why you get. Maybe,
2: yeah, you are right. Maybe I'm being a bit biased because mm-hmm. I'm. I, I've, I've never felt like, really, tough competition, or I've never let it come across to me like that. I've thought about. Mm-hmm. I've thought about it maybe from a one-dimensional view where it's just myself.
1: But it goes to show. So what I was trying to, to say is, it, it's that mentality still carries forward. So you see other people killing it in the design world and, like. Amazing stuff. Because yeah, like, I'm happy for them. That's their uh, Or there that's might be some thing. people looking at Sammy's page and thinking X, Y, and Z. Or you might mm. be looking at this thingy and saying, oh, you know what, he's got a startup and he's earning X amount of revenue. Yeah. I think this comparison is detrimental to It can get to unhealthy, yes. And it becomes very unhealthy and becomes very toxic. And I think that's what we're trying to change. I think a lot of sure people don't compare them, themselves
2: but, to, their, to the best version of themselves that they could be. That's what we need to start doing is, is this... Is this who I am? Am I fulfilling my potential? Am I giving myself my due right? Mm -hmm. Like, we care about so much about what other people are doing, we don't care enough about what we could be doing. Mm. As in, you mentioned about being in London, and I think, I don't know how it might be in other hospitals, but working in the hospital I'm at, Mm. I see the competitive nature, like, so much as an yeah. on as an honesty, like I see it a lot and I see people stressing. But as I'm like, it doesn't need to be like that. You need to be on your own track. And I'm and I think the people that try to help other people and be as helpful as possible, those are the people that get really far. You know, when I came to, when it came to my academic foundation interviews the people that helped me, they were a few years older than us and they themselves had the same. So they were AFP uh, doctors as well. And honestly, like I was touched by the amount of time they gave to me. Like they were regs. So like after their clinics, they would sit down with me, they would do an interview. And I, so this year I, Done the exact same thing for the years but I was, and I took a group of eight students, and I literally spent a lot of time with them. I dissected the interview with them. I done mock interviews with them, and like, thankfully, m- most of them will, uh, will most of them will be joining me in my hospital as academic foundation yeah, trainees next year. And I've told them the same thing: like, you keep on needing to pass, like, yeah. you need to pass it down, mm. and that's the only time you fulfill the cycle of knowledge. You learn it, you pass exercise it, it you, you pass to, it I down.
1: Think it's it's probably a nice time when I'm conscious you're a busy doctor a busy guy you've got an empire to run um, <laughs> so before <laughs> a we a virtual empire yeah um, an empire nonetheless um, it's nice if you could give some advice to the young years our peers our mm. seniors even yeah. you know something that you think is beneficial and fruitful mm. um, and a, bit of to, a nice way to wrap up kind of today's session
2: I think um, I think the most beneficial advice that I could part with would be for medical students is that I've always been a big believer that everything in medicine is important. Mm. Learn everything, trust me, it will will come back to you knowing those different types of glucose receptors It is going to be useful when you're an ITU reg, knowing all of yeah. those nerves. It will be useful when you're orthopedic reg or a consultant. It'll make your life easy because you're going to have to learn these stuff for exams anyways. And have the mindset that you want to be the best doctor possible. Be someone that you'd be comfortable treating your own family. Mm-hmm. If another doctor was you, would you be comfortable letting them treat your family? And this has no link with grades, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's a mindset. I respect someone that puts in their 100% even if they get 51. Mm. I respect them more than someone who puts in 50% and gets 80. Mm. I wow. respect that person more, because it tells you about the way they will approach life, the way they will approach their patients, the way they will approach scenarios. In terms of, for, my, for myself, I would say this advice, and for everyone else to have to have a goal, look at yourself in five years time, see where you want to be at. And if you're unhappy with the way that things are right now, if you're not satisfied with them, in five years time, you're going to be in the same position, even more sat- unsatisfied and even more unhappy. So be your, look after yourself as if you were to look after your best friend, if that makes sense. What would you want for someone that you really loved and cherish? You would want them to do well in their education. You would want them to be focused, have a plan, further their career take that approach to yourself as well and look I I don't think we look after ourselves enough and this doesn't just include medicine I mean our social life our personal lives our our educational spiritual lives as in everyone needs to have a plan and everyone needs to have good friends and role models around them if you don't have a role model find people Mm -hmm. if you don't have good friends it might be a bit might difficult <laughs> <laughs> might be a bit too late yeah. I'm, I'm joking yeah. as in surround yourself with positive people that want to see you do well and trust me you are as good as the competition you're around so competition is good in that sense of course. you want to be a big fish you need to get into the ocean you can never be a big fish in a little bowl because that's you'll only get as big a, as the bowl yeah, that's it and your growth sure. will stop after that
0: Hundred percent. before we go off air i want to shout out our sponsor one more time Quezmed. With medical schools opting to now assess students online, Quezmed is your vital source to giving you the practice you need to excel. Quezmed is a medical platform made up of over 3,800 questions, 10,000 flashcards and a full online book of medical notes. The platform is friendly, clear and high in quality. Head over to Quezmed.com and use scrubbed in 25 for 25% off. Um, thank you, I think it was a really good
1: session really um, we've got thank you to for find a bit more about the background and I want to thank you immensely for coming down um, and a massive thank you as always to all our listeners um, we'll put all the descriptions Sammy's page underneath and hopefully we've got a few exciting things coming up with Sammy to be fair um, and we're just going to try and build together and we'll see what happens next but enjoy the rest of your weeks Week or weeks? Week. Week. (laughs) We'll see you next week with a whole new different guest. Um, See you soon.